Hello, Tom Shanklin here. Good to be with you today. What a joy it is to share the good news with you. Amen. I know that God has a good plan for your life. And today I'm going to be talking about prayers that God will answer. And you know, I, I know many of you and many of us struggle at times <clears throat> wondering why, Lord, aren't you answering our prayer? Or why is it taking so long for you to answer our prayers? And I believe that the message today will help you to understand how God is working in your life. Because you know what? God has a good plan for your life. The Bible says the Lord is good and his mercy endures forever. And so he's not out to make your life miserable. He's not out to uh, make you go through a tormenting situation. He wants to help you. He's on your side. And we need to know that because otherwise we can faint and become discouraged. You know, David said, I would have fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So no matter what you're going through today, what kind of trial, what kind of issues, what kind of struggles, what kind of relationship problems, financial problems, health issues, whatever it is, God has a good plan for you. But just before we get into the message, I just want to mention our website at shanklinministries.org or take a shortcut, just go to gopreach.net and it'll get you there. And you can find, I think we have like 700 posts on that website, articles, videos, audio, uh, missions reports, uh, pictorial reports, videos, many other things to encourage you. And uh, there's also um, a store where you can, you can get some of our materials that are available. And so we want to just encourage you to go to shanklinministries.org. That's our home base on, on the internet and you'll be blessed. So today again, we're going to talk about prayers that God will answer. You might say, well, won't he answer every prayer? Well, let's look at the word of God. Now, I know it says, whatever you ask in his name, he will do it, that the father may be glorified in the son. That's in John 14. And, uh, that's true. The word of God is true. But it also says in 1 John, if you ask anything according to his will, he will do it. And I'll tell you, I don't know about you, but I only want God to answer prayers that are according to his will because he knows what's best for me. Amen. And he has a good plan for me. But the other thing is that many times we're praying for something that is God's will, but something else needs to happen so that we can receive the answer to that particular prayer. You know, I was in Haiti years ago. Uh, this, this is in the early days of our ministry. And, and uh, you know, this is kind of the beginnings of our missions work, you know, when we were in that nation. And uh, actually, um, the, that was the nation where we first preached the gospel in the open air meetings and, and uh, saw people come to Christ and so forth. But when I was in Haiti on this mission trip, I was working with a particular missionary, you know, and, and uh, we would go from place to place, church to church, different, different venues and so forth, preaching the gospel. And while I was there, I got sick. And of course, Haiti is a country, it's, you know, there's um, lack of refrigeration, there's lack of uh, sanitary wisdom sometimes. And 
So it's easy to get sick. I mean, there's a lot of bacteria floating around and you could easily eat something that's not right and mess your stomach up big time. And so that's what happened to me. My stomach was uh, really bad <laughs> and uh, I, was, I was not feeling very good at all. And so I started to, of course, pray and ask the Lord to heal me. I had others pray, lay hands on me, I think probably anoint me with oil, everything I knew to do. I was confessing God's word because I knew something about the power of the tongue for confession. And, uh, you know, I was just getting no better fast. You know, I was just sick, sick, sick. And I remember I was sitting in the back of a pickup truck and we were we had a team there. And the team was over in a park and they were, you know, just enjoying the day. And I was just miserable in the back of the pickup truck. And uh, I just asked the Lord, Lord, what's wrong? And the Lord spoke to me and he says, you're in fear. And right away when he said that, of course, it just, I, I knew <laughs> I was totally convicted. I mean, there was no doubt about it. Yes, I was in fear because I had this team down in Haiti. There was nine of us and there was some violence going on in the country and different reports. And there was other things going on that were causing fear in me and I was concerned that you know I was going to have to go back to the United States and um, tell these people's families that uh, I wasn't able to bring them back and so I was in fear so I knew that God had put his finger on that and I just said Lord I repent and uh, I just make a commitment to you today to trust you uh, and I trust you with this trip in Jesus name amen and I did it from my heart and, you know, within a half an hour, uh, we were at an American-style restaurant. I was eating cheeseburger and french fries and a Coke and <laughs> doing just fine. So praise the Lord. So the Lord answered my prayer by giving me guidance about what was wrong on the inside. See, sometimes something's wrong on the inside that's causing a problem on the outside. God gave me some wisdom about my situation. So you see, I could have said, well, God, you're not answering my prayer. What's the matter with you? <laughs> and get mad at God and so forth, you know. And that's the way it is sometimes. We're upset with the Lord uh, because he's not coming through the way we think he should. But many times what we need is wisdom. We need wisdom from God. We need guidance from him uh, to help us in our situation. So last week I did a, a video on uh, how God got me out of debt. It's kind of a similar story in a way in the fact that uh, I was in tremendous debt. I was a Christian preacher and and doing a lot of things right, but I was misusing, abusing credit and had gotten into debt over my eyeballs. And uh, But the Lord began to deal with me and, and I began to make some choices to come out of debt and to quit abusing credit. And uh, then it took a period of years, but then God brought me out of debt and he did a lot of brought a lot of blessings my way. But I know that uh, I could have had those blessings. I could have had a miracle. God could have just dumped all the money I needed right on me right then, but it never, it wouldn't have really helped me. What I needed was wisdom. And so many times uh, what we need is wisdom. And that's one prayer that God will answer. He will answer a prayer for wisdom. You know, in James, he says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God. He's talking about if you're going through a temptation or a trial. 
He says, look, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given to him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, for he that wavers is like the wave of a sea. So I want to encourage you because I want you to have faith that when you ask God for wisdom, he will give it to you. I want you to believe God because when you ask in faith, he will give it to you because it is his will to give you wisdom. Now, we were talking last week also about Solomon, and this is kind of where we start. This is kind of what got me started on this whole thing about wisdom. I was reading in the Old Testament, 1 Kings, and just during the time of transition when Solomon took over as king, when he took over for David, his father, um, you know, he <laughs> was overwhelmed, obviously. You know, you've got, you, he's a young person. And, uh, you know, his father had, of course, had died and, and passed the torch to him. And he's overwhelmed with how am I going to, you know, how am I going to guide these people? How am I going to do this? So Solomon went and worshiped before the Lord. I think he, he sacrificed a thousand sheep and so forth, but he worshiped the Lord. And it said that the Lord appeared to him and said, ask me what you want, you know, it tells me something about worship. Worship puts us in a position to receive from God. The word worship in the Greek, I believe it means to kiss towards. It means to love the Lord. So when we love the Lord and we honor the Lord and we respect him and we put him in the place that he should be, it opens the door for us to receive from him. So the Lord spoke to Solomon and said, what do you want? And Solomon asked for wisdom or an understanding heart to guide the people. Now, I want to read to you what God said to him. It says in First uh, Kings chapter 3, in verse 11, it says, Then God said to him, to Solomon, Because you have asked this thing, and have not asked long life for yourself, nor have asked riches for yourself, nor have asked the life of your enemies, but have asked for yourself understanding to discern justice behold I have done according to your words in other words because you asked this prayer I'm pleased with that prayer that you ask it is according to my will and I have done it in other words immediately supernaturally God gave Solomon an understanding heart so that there there has not been anyone like you before you nor shall any like you arise after you. Wow, what a statement. And I have also given you what you have not asked, both riches and honor, so that there shall not be anyone like you among the kings in all your days. As I said, I liked your prayer, Solomon, and I'm giving you an understanding heart. But by the way, while I'm at it, I'm giving you riches and honor and glory along with it. And, you know, these things do come along with wisdom. You know, uh, in Proverbs chapter 4, it says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and get with it, get understanding. And then it says it will bring riches into your life. So wisdom will help you get the things that you need. So when you're approaching God, seek him for wisdom. We all need wisdom, whatever we're doing. And it'll, it'll promote you. Wisdom will promote you. 
You know, you need wisdom on the job. You need wisdom with your family. You need wisdom with your health. And I've just been thinking about this, how so many, in so many areas of life, what we really need is wisdom. And yeah, we need miracles too. We're not turning those away. But what I'm saying is that many times what we really, really need is wisdom. You know, just think about, about your health. I mean, many times people are praying for, or praying for health and God, why don't you heal me? But there may be something in your lifestyle that's hindering your health. And so what God may be trying to do is to get you to ask for wisdom so that as you ask for wisdom, he can show you the areas in your life that need to change so that your health can be renewed. You know, even in the area of food, you know, I know we can get way off and, you know, we can trust food instead of God. That's not what I'm talking about. But God could lead you to make some changes uh, that would help you to be more healthy. Praise God. You know, I think about uh, Smith Wigglesworth as a man that uh, was very strong in preaching and in divine healing and uh, praying for people for miracles. You know, but he, I, I read about him and he, he would also talk to uh, people about just taking care of themselves. And, uh, you know, this is, this is your temple, take care of it. So, and, uh, you know, so there's something that, that we need to, to recognize is that, you know, God will answer prayers sometimes uh, through fixing some things that are causing the problem. Because if he fixed the problem and what's the source of the problem is still there, well then, you know, we really haven't been helped that much. So ask God for wisdom. If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all men liberally and upbraids not. In James chapter four, it says this, you ask and do not receive because you ask amiss that you may spend it on your pleasure. So there are some prayers that God is not pleased to answer because they're selfish prayers. But you see, when you ask for wisdom, then you get God's wisdom, God's perspective, God's idea on things, and then he'll bring you into that place where you can be blessed. Uh, 3 John 2, verse 2, it only has one chapter. 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health. In other words, God wants you to prosper and be in health. But then it says, even as your soul prospers. You see, sometimes it needs to start with the soul. We need to get things right in here so that things will be right out here. Amen. And so we're, we're focusing on the thing out here, but God wants us to look in here and get this right so that, you know, the whole orbit will be right <laughs> and, then the, and the blessings will come. So this is, what, this is what God wants to do in your life. Amen. All right, now, here's another scripture. Uh, Psalm 106, 13 through 15 says, They soon forgot his works. Now, I was talking about Israel, how God blessed Israel. He brought them out of Egypt. He smote their enemies and brought them through the Red Sea and so forth. But then it says, They soon forgot his works. We need to remember what God has done in our life and not forget. But they soon forgot his works. They did not wait for his counsel, but lusted exceedingly in the wilderness and tested God in the desert. And he gave them their request. 
but send, sent leanness to their soul. In other words, God, we want some meat. We're tired of this, this manna we're eating every day. So God finally got tired of hearing them and gave them all this meat and they got sick of it. But it brought leanness to their soul. They didn't have a balance. They, didn't have, they weren't seeking God and his will and they weren't leaning upon his counsel. Let's seek God for his counsel. You know, the scripture says, through wisdom is a house built. By understanding it's established, by knowledge shall it be filled with all precious and pleasant riches. Say, oh God, give me a house. Give me nice furniture. Give me nice things in my house. Gimme, gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy. <laughs> the guy says, you know what? Get wisdom and you'll receive those things and you'll enjoy them and they'll be in the right perspective. They won't become a God to you, right? They won't be, you know, something that you're lusting after, but they'll be of the fruit of your relationship with God. It'll be an outflow of the blessing of God that comes because of your relationship with him and because you're submitted to him. You know, the scripture said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God and he will exalt you in due time. So I'm trying to give you some understanding about how God works. You know, I mean, I think we're all trying to learn more about how God works, right? And uh, we know certain things and sometimes we just hammer and hammer and hammer in the scriptures, hammer and hammer and hammer in our prayers, but we're not taking time to, to wait upon God. You know, like when I was in Haiti, you know, I could have just got mad at God, told all the people, God doesn't answer prayers anymore, you know, let's, let's go home. But you know, thank God, it, you know, just for that time in the back of that pickup truck when I said, God, what's going on? What's going on, Lord, you know? And you know, the other side of that, you can get into introspection, you know, you, you know, you can, yeah, you can deal with everything that's inside and then you can think, well, I guess I didn't deal with enough because I'm, you know, because sometimes it's, it's goes to the scripture where it says, having done all to stand. So take everything I'm saying and a balance and understand that, you know, sometimes we just need to hold fast, but we also need to be, have that sensitivity of heart to recognize what God uh, is doing in our life. So wait for his counsel. Uh, wisdom is so important that the Apostle Paul prayed for wisdom. In, uh, in Ephesians, you can read his prayer uh, for the church at Ephesus and for church for all, the, all Christians. You know, ever since I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and, and love for the saints, I have not ceased to pray for you. Uh, you know, lifting up in my prayers that the God, uh, that God would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. In other words, Christians, we need wisdom. We need the wisdom of God that comes from his word. We need the wisdom of God that comes from his Holy Spirit. We need to be diligent to seek him. You know, the scripture said that uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for. And it says, without faith, it's impossible to please God for it. He that comes to God must believe that he is and that he's the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So I encourage you to seek the Lord. The scripture said it, that uh, you will seek me and find me when you search for me with all your heart. So begin to just open your heart. If there's something that you're crying out for and it doesn't seem to come, seek the Lord, press in, you know, ask him. You know, if you need, need wisdom when you're going through a trial, ask and it shall be given. 
and God will definitely bless you. Amen. Now, I want to go over to uh, 1 Corinthians, and I think we're going to conclude pretty quick here. This is not going to be a real long video, but 1 Corinthians chapter 2, I think this is very, very important. 1 Corinthians chapter, I'm sorry, 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. Talking to Christians. The Christians in the church at Corinth. But of him, but of God, you are in Christ Jesus. And this is talking about our union with Christ. You know, when a person has the new birth, when they're born again, they come in union with Christ. Uh, the scripture says, he that's joined to the Lord is one spirit with the Lord. So our spirit is uh, joined, connected to the Lord through the new birth. So when you receive Jesus, he comes into your life and he is joined to you. There's a, a marriage in the spirit that takes place and Christ is in you, the hope of glory. So here he's talking about this. He says, he says, but of him you are in Christ Jesus, in union with Christ Jesus, who became for us wisdom. You know, okay, so think about it like, like a marriage. Let's say a lady, you know, she's nice lady, wonderful lady, pretty lady, and, uh, you know, life's pretty good, you know, and so forth. But then she gets married to this really rich guy, all right? She's joined to him, all right? So he has become to her riches, wealth, you know, financial prosperity. She's super abundantly blessed you know I'm thinking about someone in our particular state that that uh, we happen to know that married a really rich man and she's just a nice lady she still works I think and works a job and you know she just lives a normal life you know in that sense but she's very wealthy so when you're married to someone that's very wealthy, you become very wealthy. Well, when you're joined to the Lord, okay, all that he has is yours. The scripture says in Romans that, uh, that we're children of God, and if we're children, then we're heirs of God and join heirs with Jesus. So we, we have what Jesus has. So here he says, Jesus has become unto us, what? Wisdom. See, Jesus is our wisdom. Jesus lives in me. Therefore, wisdom lives in me. Now, sometimes I can ignore it by living out of here, okay? Instead, out of here. Not letting my heart guide me. Not letting the Holy Spirit um, give me that wisdom to operate the way I should. But the wisdom's in there. All the potentiality is in there. That's I don't know if that's a word, but I like it anyway. But... The potential for you and I to walk in supernatural wisdom is within us because Christ is within us. So it says, uh, who became for us wisdom from God and righteousness and sanctification and redemption. All right, powerful, powerful stuff. You know, he's become our righteousness. He comes in. We become righteous, amen? He's become our sanctification. He sets us apart. That's why in the Bible, the Christians were, when Paul wrote to the Christians, he says, to the saints. The saints aren't somebody that 
lived this special life and then uh, some years later where they were venerated as a saint. You know, no, we're, if we're in Christ Jesus, we are saints. We're sanctified, we're set apart unto God and we have the capacity to live a holy life. We don't have to be slaves to sin, amen. And that's another message, but it's a good one. And redemption means that we've been bought back and we need to recognize that we've been purchased of God through the Lord Jesus Christ. See, when he, when he hung on that cross 2,000 years ago, he paid the penalty for your sins. His blood was shed to redeem you from slavery to sin, <clears throat> from guilt and condemnation, and to bring you into fellowship with God. And so what do you need to do if you never receive Jesus? Man, get on board <laughs> quickly. Praise God, because the scripture said, as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become the children of God, even to those who believe in his name. So by receiving Jesus in prayer in your heart, by believing in what he did on the cross and, and uh, receiving him as Lord of your life, then a miracle happens in your life and you become a child of God. You're born again. And you can have faith in that. We're talking, you know, our, our title today is Prayers That God Will Answer. And we're kind of emphasizing wisdom. But here's a prayer that God will answer. If you receive Jesus, he'll come in. It, you know, you don't have to wonder. Because the Bible says that Jesus spoke these words. He says, if any man comes to me, I will in no means, in no way, cast him away. If you come to Jesus with an honest heart, he won't throw you away. You say, well, I've done a lot wrong. Well, that's why Jesus came, because you did a lot wrong. And I did a lot wrong. But he came uh, to set you free and to give you new life. Amen? And to open the door for eternity, eternal life for you. Praise God. You know, these old bodies here, they're going to wear out eventually. But when we're joined to the Lord, and then we die physically, we continue to live with him spiritually he has a he says he has a home in heaven for you and that's a that's a wonderful thing god has a great plan for you in eternity but also he's got a great plan for you here and he wants to bless you he wants to help you with your family he wants to help you uh to minister to other people and to love other people we're actually in a cooperative ministry with the lord jesus christ we are blessing the world. We are helping people. We are loving people. But you see, it comes because Christ is in us. So if you've never received Jesus, if you never said, yes, come in, Lord, be my Lord, I believe you died for me, then you can do that right now. And I want to encourage you to do that right now in Jesus' name. Just say, dear Father, I thank you for Jesus. You sent Jesus for me to die for my sins I need forgiveness Lord I've sinned thank you for coming in my life and being the Lord of my life from this day forth thank you for giving me salvation and bringing me into your family in Jesus name and Lord while you're at it just like you said thank you for giving me wisdom 
Thank you for giving me wisdom and my family, my finances, my relationships, my health. Lord, help me to be a blessing. Help me to have the right attitude. Help me to love people. Help me to glorify you. And Lord, I just worship you with all my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. Well, amen. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, check out more of our videos on YouTube if that's where you are. We're on, we're on YouTube. We're on uh, podcasts like Apple or Spotify or so forth. Uh, and we're on our website. All the videos are on our website. And the nice thing on the website, too, is we have uh, notes. So you can check out the notes. You can check out the scriptures even later. And uh, so much more, too. Amen. So we love you. God bless you. Thanks for joining me. And we pray that you will be blessed and have a lot of wisdom in every area of your life. Amen.